Hi, this is Tom. Welcome to episode 35 of the Great Divide podcast. This is part two of our countdown of Big Country's top 10 videos. We're going to get started back where we left off with number five. But before we do, we're going to listen to a message from one of our listeners. This is Lance Egan. I was in high school in the early 80s when MTV launched, and I certainly remember 83 when uh, In a Big Country video got heavy airplay on MTV here in the United States. Um, well, uh, it was cool at the time, but flash forward 30 years, I'm a 46 year old man now, and I just don't care about music videos anymore. Um, however, I can appreciate, uh, the artistry that big country has done, especially some of the later ones like save me heart of the world, I think are beautiful, beautifully made. Um, what I do really enjoy though, is the entire without the aid of a safety net concert video. In my opinion, they were at their top form at that point touring for my favorite album. I got a chance to see them on that tour. Wonderful. Love it. Love the part acoustic, um, part electric. Fact, uh, I really wish that they'd release the full concert like they did the audio recording. Uh, I don't know if Ian Grant's involved in that or not, but we'll see. I'm not going to hold my breath. Anyhow, I love the whole entire video. Great sound, great video. I'll put it on sometimes when I'm sitting there washing dishes or making dinner um, and uh, just think they're at top form on that album, or that DVD, I should say. Five. 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 Number five. So number five was the big surprise uh, for me, where I surprised myself the most in terms of what I thought my list would look like before I started looking at videos and what it actually looked like after the fact. And uh, this is one I never really expected to find on my list, but it made it. It, uh, it is my big surprise. It will probably be your big surprise, especially given some of the things you said before we started discussing. Uh, I think this is just a beautifully made video. It's artistically great. I find it exciting to watch, but it's not a core type of what, what people consider the core of Big Country. It's, it's like a middle song between two albums, and it came out in 1990. It's Heart of the World. Woohoo! Exactly. Ow! Just just for you. I took note of what you said about visual effects and things being on the screen, and I thought, is he thinking about this one? Uh, I think it's great that Big Country kind of finally, I guess I can say finally, got their own special effects slash computer animated music video. And with that, I don't mean necessarily effects for effects sake but it's actually a video they worked on a visual presentation and if you look back at the popular music videos of the 80s big country never had their share of the more elaborate productions like peter gabriel's sledgehammer like a horse take on me uh, they never had anything like that they had more basic efforts like band performance clips and vague conceptual ideas or storylines story so this is, if nothing else, something very different from the band. But sadly, it came in the 90s when a trend swung the other way towards more straight performance and uh, grunge and all this stuff. You would never see a Nirvana video with great giant special effects like this. You would see a band bashing it out. So that's when Big Country finally get there. So you can always see they're, they're kind of against the grain there. That, I think that's their lot in life. Uh, visually, I think... This is the cousin of Sowing the Seeds of Love by Tears for Fears. I see <laughs> that sun symbol, which is prominent on the album cover and on some of their videos and some of the color usage. 
uh, and that, especially that sun symbol goes through the video. It's very similar to the Tears for Fears one. And I think I, what I love about this one, we see the band members inserted into weird visual settings with background effects. And but it's colorful and warm. It's not like cheesy. The guys come across great. I think you see Bruce coming in. He's cool. He's chewing gum. And you see Tony with his really funky hair by then. And Stuart was saving the ozone layer by using hair gel instead of hairspray. And there's all these weird sequences. There's one sequence where Stuart is inserted near the end of the camera. And then there's a long hallway with freaky colors behind him. And at the far back, you see Bruce playing and kicking his boot high at the far distance of the corridor. It's just this abstract setting, but it works. And the band is right up there. And there's another sequence where they're playing in a giant coliseum with big marble columns beneath a wavy and deep blue sky. The colors are great. And I just think it's artistically cool. And just trying to watch them all there playing away, it's its really entertaining. It's really cool. And uh, if all their videos were like that, I would probably freak out trying to watch them all and rank them. But they are not. So this one stands out as very different mm. and just ultimately very entertaining. And there's also these really elaborate effects. There's one segment of the video where Stuart is standing almost inside one of those clocks and you can see the cog wheels moving behind him and the symbolism of the cog wheel again in a big country video is really strikes me as cool so so that is great and you see bruce at one point on the left side of the screen and tony on the other and they're kind of flipping up and down it's kind of like they're floating in the air so you see them turning and you see the soles of their shoes and they flip and you see their back and the top of their head and round again and they're doing it kind of opposite and just to see bruce and tony in that setting is absurd so it's <laughs> totally it's a total wow moment you don't expect to ever see big country and that kind of thing we never will again it's it's kind of like that and the only video that's close to this style would be save me which is made in the same period and that's the uh, one i was actually thinking of when i made that comment yeah yeah, I definitely think that's a lesser effort. I think that's more like where the butterflies on the screen, and uh, that doesn't re- make as much sense. It doesn't feel like as artistically complete. Uh, plus, in that video, Stuart does much more hand waving. I, I I have a beef with all these hand waving. But there are so many hands videos. in that. Yeah, there's so many hands in that video. That's all it is. Is like all these hands going up and down, and it's kind of yeah. a cool effect. But very quickly, it wears thin. So yeah. Yeah, so, so I definitely think Heart of the World is, is a better video, and I also personally think that's a better song. So uh, as far as coming out and surprising me, this one takes first prize today, but it's uh, number five on my list. Very cool. I like Heart of the World, the Heart of the World video. I watched it last night for the first time in many, many years. And um, yeah, this one, as I said, this I was not thinking of this one. I, I appreciate the fact that they had these effects in it. I like the talking uh faces that they have throughout it's kind of a mystical type yeah. of feel with Stuart's mouth uh, put on and singing yeah yeah it's it's cool and um yeah they did the best for, for the time period and when this was made i think that it was probably the best you could do as far as effects so it seemed like they had something professional behind it that was really uh working hard to make a cool video mm, so so i don't have a problem with with that video um Never been a huge fan of that song. It's okay. I actually prefer Save Me, the song, but prefer Heart of the World, the video. Um, for me, 
the interesting thing about the video is that uh, it's the first time we really – well, I don't know which video came first, but we get kind of an interesting look at Pat Ahern, and he gets a little bit of camera time, and it's kind of – Yes, much more than Martin Chambers in Alone. Yeah, well, we'll see. I don't know, but uh, I, I don't know about that. You'll have to tally that up. But, um, oh, I have. Oh, you have? <laughs> okay, what, what's the final tally? Well, um, Pat Ahern gets several seconds at a time, and he's also included in wide shots. There are some shots in the hallway where each band member gets their thing. And he's he's featured more than Bruce in those sequences. Bruce is at the far back kicking real high, and Pat is kind of in the middle. But you haven't given me a tally of seconds. I want a, tally, a literal tally of seconds. Martin Chambers is uh, on the screen for five seconds. In the entire... Pat Ahern is there for 18 seconds. In the entire video? Yeah. Wow, interesting. Well, those five seconds were powerful seconds for Martin Chambers, from where I'm concerned. Certainly made an impression on young Mr. Kirchival. It really did. But anyway, back to this video. To, to me, the star of the Heart of the World video for me um, is Bruce's guitar. I don't know what brand of guitar it is, but it's the coolest looking guitar. Um, I need to find out. I'm going to have to pose that question to Bruce. What kind of guitar were you playing in the Heart of the World video? It's just a very cool looking sunburst guitar. I don't know what it is. And it's also interesting because Bruce still has kind of the long hair going from the Peace in Our Time era, so they're really in between those two eras. Yeah. You know, they're kind of morphing into something else, but they haven't completely done it yet. So, uh, yeah, I, this video is not on my list, but I did consider it for the, t the number 10 spot or up there somewhere, but it didn't quite make it. But, uh, yeah, cool. All right, so number five for me we've already talked about, so I don't need to talk much about it, and that's Where the Rose is Sown. Um, said everything I need to say about this one. It's one of my favorite big country songs of all time, one of the songs that really got me into the band, and a great performance video. So we've already covered it, so let's move on to number four. 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 Okay. And we are really picking up speed here because we all already talked about my number four, which is Fragile Thing. So we can skip to yours. Okay, good. You've already talked about it. All right. Um, my number four is one I already know is not on your list, and may not be on other people's list. I don't know. This video is kind of people laugh at it quite a bit and I actually laugh at it too, but I still like it and that's the in a big country video. Um this is one of those videos that I remember so distinctly when it came out. People in America, my friends were just saying, "Did you see the video of those guys riding the three-wheelers around and and going scuba diving, and they were thinking, like, what is this? What kind of band does this? Rides these, they especially for some reason, the the imagery of these guys on the three wheelers really seem to uh, make people laugh. I don't know what it is because we have three wheelers here in America. I don't know what the big deal was, but um, it it was certainly another another one of those videos where you're seeing a, a rock band in a way that you've never really seen a rock band presented before, and that that really is what endears this video to me. Um, you've got uh, the the band a band doing stuff. You, I mean, you never see a band riding around doing on three wheelers. You never see a band um, going into these big wide open places and scuba diving and doing all the other things that they did. And I, I still am not totally sure about the story of this this video. I watched it a couple of times last night and went through it and and just try to figure out what is happening here. Is there a treasure hunt? Is that what's going on? Because we've got this punk rock girl who seems to be lurking in the background with the four guys who are planning something, and it's something related to this big country, piece of big country memorabilia with the big country logo on it. And um, 
I don't know if it's like a tr- supposed to be a treasure map or what, but she's always lurking in the background and trying to thwart what they're doing. And and um, there's a fu- the funny scene where she punches Stewart and runs by the guys, and it's so overblown and ridiculous. It almost is kind of harkens back to the Harvest Home video a little bit in in its goofiness. Um, but uh, what can I say? I I really like this video. It, it's it brings me back to that time period. Um, it brings me back to the feeling that Big Country gave me initially. Just this, again, going to go back to the whole feeling of innocence and wide open possibilities. And we've got these great landscapes, and um, it just it was just something that that just struck me as so strange to see a rock band being portrayed in this way. And of course, we've got Beavis and Butthead too, who famously talked about this video and rated it on their own show. <laughs> Check it out, butthead. Three wheelers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those are cool. I heard if you, like, turn really sharp on those, they'll turn over and crush you. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you peel out, you can tear up all the plants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Divers. <laughs> Go down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like a James Bond movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they need that short guy hand job to come out. <laughs> <laughs> you said job. <laughs> this video is is really probably the one that people look to a lot and say, what was the band thinking? And this was kind of a dumb way to portray themselves, and it didn't really fit the song. I, I would differ. I think it's it's a really endearing video um i i don't know exactly what's happening but i'm always kind of touched at the end when stewart comes down he he throws the rope down to the girl who's stranded now on this for some unknown reason she's she's ridden this uh this speedboat and now she's finally found herself stranded amidst this little big again this piece of big country memorabilia that everyone is trying to look for whether it's a map or a treasure map or an actual treasure i'm not sure but she seems to be stranded there, and Stuart comes down, uh, repels down the side of the mountain. And it seems like the band really did that, too, because it shows them repelling down the side of this mountain. And it's interesting that they actually did it. And um, they embrace. And I don't know. It's it's a, it's a video that thematically kind of uh, the theme kind of eludes me. But um, it, it's still, for some reason, it fits the song to me. It's like this girl sort of exemplifies the person that Stuart is singing to in the song. And trying to get them to let go of their anger and and embrace something bigger and and uh put aside the things that are keeping them down and that's kind of how the the video ends so yes it's a goofy video yes there's a lot to laugh about in this video but um to me it 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 once again sets big country apart and uh i i find it endearing and i really like it quite a bit so it made (laughs) it made number four for me and this just shows that you can't argue with nostalgia. I mean, the the bad points almost become irrelevant because this is something that brings on good memories, and uh, and they should. You know, <laughs> there, there, there's nothing wrong with nostalgia, and a lot of what I like is also nostalgia. This just isn't one of them for me. So this is a one I I think I saw it back in the day. Then again, I saw other videos back in the day that I didn't like. 
with favorite bands and they still don't bring on that feeling <laughs> i think i think i think this video has nice performance clips and i think the conceptual footage is garbage basically <laughs> i i am one of those who laugh at it and not in a good way and we all remember the three wheelers especially and we also remember the raft and the band gathering around that map book which has the compass logo on it uh, and that's the segment that worked that's the kind of the red thread again for the cover art and the conceptual themes that the band were about. But it's not really about that. It's all about that mysterious woman. <laughs> right. And I, I don't get it. What's with that woman? She pops up spying on the band. And like you said, at one point, she just comes up and gives Stuart a real zinger. She, well, she really hits him. And it's when they go into that – she goes into this building – and all of a sudden, the building is engulfed in flames or it's, it's on fire or something. I don't understand what's going on there. It's almost like a dream where you dream something and then suddenly something just is. Yeah. And you can't make sense of it. And that's what this video is to me. It's, it's exactly like that. And the strange thing is, what is she after? If, if she's trying to spy on the band, she does a pretty poor job coming out, punching them and pushing them out of the way and darting off. <laughs> and she doesn't even steal that map book, I think. She just does it, and she's lurking about. And there's many images of the lads composing themselves, talking, and then taking off on three-wheelers. There's no urgency about, <laughs> right. who's this woman? Let's chase her. There's <laughs> well, see, I think, I think they're plotting to find the treasure that's, in that, that's, that's listed in that uh, big country map. And that's their main goal, and the woman is just kind of a thorn in their side. That's kind well, of how like, I look at it. That, that's a very good theory, except then they clearly failed because there's no treasure later in this video. <laughs> yeah, that's, where, that's where it comes apart. That's where it comes apart, but it's a good <laughs> thing. And, and, and we often put in meanings to, to make things look cool. I, I'm guilty of the same thing. I just uh, I just can't do this video that favor the because teacher, there are so many other things. The teacher sex, the teacher sex. Nothing no, to no. do with the video, mate. I know, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, well, that since since the since that one isn't on my list, we'll have to see if you have it on yours. Then I'll discuss it. But uh, I guess again, it's all about this woman. And there's they're chasing her with the three wheelers, and they're chasing her with the boat, and they end up in that bay. And there's rock climbing down that wall for some reason. They came with a boat, yet they climb down to the bay. <laughs> and uh, in the very end, it looks like Stuart gets the girl. Was that what it was all about? Was it a, kind of like a tease? And Stuart gets the girl. So it doesn't make sense on any level. And uh, I'm one of those guys that sometimes that rubs me. And in this video, it rubs me. And I don't have the nostalgic thing to help. So I wish... I wish there had been a treasure map. I think it would be very easy to have the guys look at that folder with the big country symbol on it, open it, there's a map. And they don't have to use that girl. Why do they have to use that girl? That That is really what annoys me. They could have gone on those three-wheelers and that boat and climbed that rock face easily and found a treasure in the end. Like you said, that would have been it would have made perfect sense. And that would have also made more, you know, in, in key with the exploration and... Uh, and the four of them, like we're on the four left, they could have played a lot more on everything they already had produced as part of the package, as yeah. part of the artworks and stuff. Well, they again, didn't I, use it. Well, I th again, I think that girl is is meant to be a reflection of the character he's singing to in the song. She's she's kind of the personification of this person who he's never seen her look like this without a reason, that kind of thing. So uh, that's what the way I get it as far as the purpose of that girl being there. Okay, but it's yeah. it's certainly not nothing that I can tie up in nice little neat neat a neat package. That's for sure. 
I think they went for a very uh, strange kind of storyline there when better ones were apparent, or maybe that was just me, but I think uh, there's not a theme of exploration. There's a theme of some guys being pushed out of the way by a girl and desperately trying to chase her in ridiculous manners, <laughs> if you look at it. It's, so it's not exploration. It's kind of like a Benny Hill chase. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you see? Wait, that, wait. That, yeah, that, I can see that. Yeah, that 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 that's really what I take from it. But uh, again, that's this is definitely a nice song. Shame about the video. But again, the performance clips are great. Yeah, those they, are they're, great. The, those are great. I and, neglected uh, to mention those, but they are very good. Yeah, and we forget that's half the video right there. So it's not like I hate the video, and I can even watch the the, the footage of the guy just frolicking about. But I don't get the same sense of silliness as from the Harvest Home video. This is they're they're trying to tell a story here. There there's something more than just goofing about on all these three wheelers and what have you. So um, that's um, that's a clear nay. This is not on my list. It was not even considered. Well, that's that's fine. Further, further proof of your dotery. Yeah, so despite all my logic reasons why this video does not make sense. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. It, it doesn't make sense in a lot of ways. For me, it's, it's a very, very good representation of the 80s. And, you know, I, I definitely look at oh, it with – Oh, that is true without question. This is a great representation of the 80s where nothing made sense. Right, exactly, and I, and I do look back on it with nostalgia, but I, I have to say I remember when I first saw it, and I I didn't go nuts over it because there's another video that I went nuts over from this period, but mm-hmm. um, but I, I do remember feeling like this is interesting when I was young and saw it, and and it struck me. So I can't say it's all nostalgia. It, I I found it interesting at the time as well, and then when I look back on it now, it's it's even grown for me. But uh, okay, yeah, all right, good, great. So let's move on to number three. 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 Number three is a very different video, not just a big country, but I think to most contemporary bands, this was the type of video that you didn't see a lot of, where things got more real, things got grittier. So, of course, it's from Steel Town, and of course, it's East of Eden. And uh, that's uh, this is a very interesting video for a lot of reasons. And just looking at the pop music of the 80s and the videos, they were really all about carefree, happy escapism. And in most music videos, what you saw was high fashion, you saw far out design values, lots of hairspray, and life was a party. And then we get this, a big chunk of real life issues dealing with poverty, people losing jobs, alcoholism, domestic abuse, it's all in this video. It's all in there. And nobody can say that this is a bad video. This is a very well put together video. It's basically a mini movie. So does it sit comfortably amongst videos of Madonna and Culture Club? No, not at all. And we know the band did not have a hit single from Steel Town. And when you look at 1984 and how important videos were at the time, to get something over basically you have to wonder if this video in spite of all its obvious qualities whether it was equipped to do the job that the band needed at the time against everything it was competing against Uh, i'm not sure and what i do know is that 
what the general pop audience of 1984 might have wanted is not necessarily what I want. And I like this video. So uh, I uh, just, just looking at it, it's, I'm really fascinated by the story. Yeah. Even though, you know, you can only tell so much in four minutes. Therein lies the weakness of the story, but you can't fault it. It's a four-minute music video, and they still manage to do so freaking much. This is a, a great, great video. And the story is basic. It's uh, I think it starts with some either landowner or factory owner or someone gives a guy the sack. And unemployment makes him turn to drink. Uh that takes its toll on the household. This is signs of domestic abuse. And Stuart is basically the son in the house. So he leaves a letter, says his farewell, and takes off in search of happiness somewhere else. And he walks over the hills, which again is that, you know, I walk the hill. The, the hills are kind of in big country's blood. And he washes in a stream and then gets to hitch a ride on the back of a lorry where he meets Bruce, or Bruce's character, I should say. And they jump off at this industry town where they join lines of other workers, workers heading towards the factory. They're amongst the lucky few who gets picked to do a job, and we see several others being turned away. And all of these things I'm mentioning now are making impressions on me. I think they are fantastic. And the, the fact that you see these people and there's no work for them, uh, which is very tough, there's no other prospects there. This is exactly the key elements of that album of Steel Town. Mm -hmm. And you see Stuart and Bruce meeting Mark and Tony there at the factory. We see them working. It's very hard work. It takes its toll. We see them stagger about in the evening, spending their hard-earned money on drink, nearly ending up in fist fights in areas you see prostitution. They are in tough circumstances. But uh, they still get along. And we later see them while they play cards. Stuart's character gets a letter telling him that his father died and he travels home to the funeral. And we see him and his mother standing by his father's tombstone. So this is the four minutes. And you can only tell so much. I think it tells a lot in four minutes. I think this could easily be a longer video. It, it, if, if this was Michael Jackson, I'm sure it would be like a 20-minute long epic, kind of like thriller-esque uh, type <laughs> video. It could, e it could easily be there. There's, a lot of there. there's enough material if they wanted it. But uh, the way it all ends at the graveyard has a finality to it that that is what strikes the core there at the end it's very grim and there is a focus on death as more or less the only way out for a lot of these people certainly for Stuart's father in the video and this is primarily underpinned by the camera lingering on it way after the song is done you see the graveyard and how long do you think, and I know this, how long do you think the camera continues to show the image of the graveyard after the music has finished playing? Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to if you didn't. I, it struck me so hard when I watched this recently, and I even remarked to my wife who was in the room, I just said, I can't believe how long the shot is on the graveyard. It's amazing. Yes. I would I would say maybe two minutes, minutes. That's a, li that's a little too much. It's uh, 65 seconds. Okay. But this is after the music has stopped playing. Of exactly. course, they, they stay there before the music stopped playing for a while, too. And you just hear that wind sound kind of blowing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And uh, obviously, there's a quote on the screen, and it's a fantastic quote. Uh, Some days we'll stay a thousand years and we'll pass like a flash of a spark. Who knows where all our days go? That quote is there for 10 seconds. One of the best so lines still, he ever wrote, yep. Yeah, one of the best lines ever. But it's, so that's 10 seconds. That leaves... 55 more seconds of just graveyard and silence. <laughs> I doubt MTV dwelled too much on that. 
that minute. I'm sure they pretty much cut to Culture Club right after that. <laughs> but uh, and you know they nev- you know that the MTV probably didn't even stay on it that long. I'm sure they if they played it they uh, which I never saw it played ever. But um, I'm sure they cut yeah. pretty quickly to, by by the end of that. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. Uh, but it's great to see the lads cast as characters in this uh, period portrayal of poverty and working class and i think each and every one of them do a fantastic fantastic job, fantastic job in this fantastic yeah, there's not a scene where i say they're struggling here with the acting and you know we talked about this earlier how Stuart especially felt uncomfortable doing it i don't see that here no. i don't see any signs of uncomfortableness i think i see them just getting into it and it's so real and just the scene where where Stuart and Tony in the evening stumbling drunk nearly getting in fist fight it's so good I mean these guys that based on this they could have done more of this stuff and maybe if the subject matter appealed to them they were up for it maybe yeah. this kind of stuff was they felt yes this is important to do this is really what we're about here with the song and this album so um, and not to forget the performance clips in between here they are excellent and Mm -hmm. some of the better ones from the period and it's almost a relief to see the guys in the band back in the band setting after you see some of the grittier scenes from the period piece and you see them struggle and during hard times and uh, you kind of feel for them because it's them you know you you want to you want them to do well and then it's back to a band shot and oh okay this is good this is the safe haven here we're (laughs) we're back to home it's normal again so that just that just shows how well it works so um yeah, this is number three, and uh, my my top three are, are very, very close indeed. This could have been any of them, but it ended on number three. Yeah, I love this video. This is my number two, um, so it's very close, uh, and, and very, very close to being number one for me. I mean, I thought about it quite a bit, and I know a lot of you people out there have it as number one, and rightly so. Yeah, you cover most of the things I would cover um, as well, but uh, it's interesting that the, the video begins – setting the stage as a place called Kilmacolm, Scotland in 1952. And I did a little research on Kilmacolm, Scotland, and I couldn't find anything that really – I thought I would find something that that would lend itself to what was happening there that year. And actually I found um, Kilmacolm spelled differently without the E at the end. And um, I didn't really find anything that really lent itself to – the, the problems that were being spoken of and illustrated in the video. But I can only assume that it's something that happened in a variety of places, but I'm kind of disappointed that I haven't been able to find what's the significance of that particular village or city and why did they choose that. I'd really love to know that. Um, I do not know it at, offhand. So if anybody out there understands why they set that in Kilmacolm, Scotland, please let us know on the Facebook page. I'd really be interested to hear about that. Um but yeah, I get the feeling in the beginning that the father isn't being sacked, but that maybe he's already been sacked and he hasn't worked because it seems like they're being thrown off their land almost by this landlord. And, and you see that the father already has this illness that um, is is common to people who work in a mine, and that is mm-hmm. he's got the, the black lung, and that's what kills him. And um, Okay, yeah, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, that's kind of the way I looked at it. And Stewart obviously in his again, like you said, Great acting. I mean, it, he's not being asked to do a whole lot, granted, but he conveys the the perfect emotions and laying on his bed, hearing his parents fight, holding the pillow over his face, and the way that's edited really quickly um, works beautifully, and it's done so well. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's so great to see the guys do such a great job in this acting, and and they they have such a really 
great interplay too and i i'm really taken by some little moments between mark and tony especially where they're kind of joking with each other and their characters are joking with each other and and it's it's it seems to be a very real depiction of how they get along in in reality as well um yeah we've we've gone through the storyline there's no reason to rehash that but there are there are a couple scenes in the video that are very quick but incredibly powerful to me and and one of them (laughs) is in that moment where Stuart and Tony are walking back from a pub and they look drunk and there's suddenly there's a quick edit shot of a guy who's literally groveling in the dirt. He's so drunk that he's just like groveling on the ground and he's slamming his arm down into a puddle or something. And that image always just really hit me really hard. And, And I think that's a perfect example of how you can show something like the, the, the problems with alcoholism and, and what it can lead to in, in those types of environments and how those types of environments foster that kind of thing. You, you can show it all in just that one little brief moment, and it's all, often so much more powerful than some sort of PSA type of approach. And and that, that for some reason, that little moment, that little scene always really resonated with me and, and kind of touches me and moves me. I don't know why, but it's just it's a powerful moment. Um yeah, and and it's so great, and I always, I feel really good that those lines of Stewart, which again I think are among the best he's ever written, are highlighted so beautifully at the end of that that video. Um, yeah, it's it it was a weird song to release as a single. I think it's a fantastic song, it's such a such a developed, um, just mature song that these guys were in their twenties and writing this stuff and recording this stuff. It's incredible. But it, but it's no wonder that it didn't resonate with the 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 mainstream public that you brought up and mm-hmm. it must have seemed so strange to a lot of people and, and both musically and visually and this this period piece which I don't know if that those types of things were really popular at the time anyway but for me I loved it and it will get another period piece in one of my favorite big country videos when we get to my number one but um, yeah th- this is a great mini film and everyone involved in it. Does a fantastic job. It's 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 just maybe it maybe really is Big Country's best video in in a lot of ways. It I'm not it's not number one on my list for a variety of reasons, but it's certainly close. So as I said, this is my number two. So when we get to number two, it's not going to be much discussion for me. But um, yeah, great video. One one of my favorites. Very touching, very moving video. So yeah, definitely. So for me, um, my number three also comes from the Steel Town album, and. That is just a shadow. I and I really tried to find out who directed these videos, and I could not find the information. Did you find any information by any chance about who directed these? I I'm not sure. I looked to be honest. Okay, I I was curious because watching them, they really seem to be, there really seem to be a lot of common themes in a lot of these videos, especially in the Steel Town era, and uh, not only the 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 imagery, but just the the way that things were shot and edited. I wonder if it was the same person. I even I even tried our illustrious Oracle John Guvea, and he doesn't didn't know either. So. Yeah, by the time we finish this, I'm not going to be thinking about it anymore, but I was curious as to who directed it. But anyway, Just a Shadow, um, I really love this video. It's it's another one of those videos that tells kind of – it's different from East of Eden because it it tells a a nice story, but it's certainly not a heavy story. It's not not any kind of 
giant sweeping story about injustice and and the ills of society. It's it's actually boiled down into a very personal story. And on the surface, it could seem kind of silly and and kind of goofy too. And in, in some ways, this this uh, little story that they tell, but through different angles that they take in this video, they do some really really touching things that just make this video just resonate with me over the years and and just like the song has i mean we've we've got a beginning where this young couple is on the top of um an apartment complex or something and they're on the roof and they're they're making out hugging each other and i guess this old man who lives in the area sees it and he's annoyed by it and maybe they're causing some noise he he calls the police uh i guess he reports a disturbance and um so he calls the police and meanwhile the 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 two couple the, or the couple is still um, doing their thing and this old woman's cat gets out and the guy sees the cat up on the roof and he tries to rescue it and he gets locked in this little room and he can't get out. Meanwhile, the police who have been called by this old man show up and now there's a legitimate uh, kind of silly um, issue with this guy locked in some little room on the top of the the apartment building and. And it becomes this big thing where the fire department comes and they bring the fire ladder up and and uh, they they quote unquote rescue the man who is who has rescued the cat and they return it to the old woman and everybody cheers at the end and it's it's silly it's goofy but there's just something so sweet about it to me I, I really love it I, I love the uh, I love the way that that it's different from East of Eden and that it's it's not a huge theme but it's just a simple theme about human kindness in a way and. I remember Stuart used to talk about this song, and he would talk about it's about the abuse of old people, or, and then he would add like me in the <laughs> when he was introducing it. I never could quite get that from the lyrics, but of course, obviously he must have been thinking about that when he uh, when he talked about. It. And then we and it's interesting that we get um, a couple of older people in this video, and and I love the way that they are portrayed. I mean, we get the guy who who calls the police on this young couple and and you want to think oh he's just some grumpy old man and and leave it at that but when we show him in the apartment by himself he's he's sort of staring off into space and we see in the background a photo of a woman who you can only assume is his wife who's no longer alive and you get these shots of him thinking back to his time as a soldier and those moments are so powerful to me when you've got this close-up of this old man's face and then in juxtapose over that, you've got this dissolve of, of him and or not necessarily him, but what he was obviously a part of, these young soldiers marching in a past war that he fought. Um, you've got a similar thing with the old woman who it looks like all she has in the world is this cat and she's lost the cat and she's sitting there so depressed and just the, the face of this woman is very touching. And then when uh, when you see her up close, just like the old man, and then you've got the shots of this old depression era almost footage um or, or you know what would be its counterpart in the uk if from that time period uh it's just it's just so touching it's very moving it makes my eyes water just thinking about it um and then you, you know you've got the silly thing about the guy and the girl and he's rescuing the cat and he's very cavalier about it and waves but i i just really love it i love that it's it kind of almost brings all these people together in the end i it's just something really sweet about it that that really moves me. So I really love the video. Great performance pieces in this too. And huge shadows cast by the band members, which of course might seem obvious given the song title, but I love the way they did it. And it's, it creates this really cool sense of um, mystery to the song and just these shadows that they have uh, that 
that uh, the band is casting as they play. So one of my favorite videos from that era um, and one of my favorite songs, too. So this is my number three. Oh, that's great. I don't have this on my list. And uh, in fact, I, I'm not very keen on several aspects of this video and this is going to mirror some of what i said about in a big country mm. where especially i love the band lighting uh where they use the shadows on the white walls and i i totally agree that that aspect of it is great and the performance aspect as usual is not usually not that bad but i find the story pretty ridiculous with the, <laughs> the man and the woman in love kissing and this old army guy sees the shadow of them kissing and based on that, he calls the cops, which is you have to be fairly grumpy and angry and tired of life to call the cops when you see the shadow of a well, kissing couple. He clearly couple. is. Well, he, you, you can say that again. And, um, and then he sits there amidst all these war medals. It's kind of interesting. I wish we had found out more about this guy than we do. He clearly he, – he's clearly very decorated – and uh, has an army career, but we don't know that much more. He's alone. He's probably jealous, is my take on it. He sees some guy with a woman. He thinks of the woman he has lost, I guess, and uh, it, it's just, it, it seems very flimsy, but it gets worse with the the cops come, and the guy saves this cat, and then <laughs> the cops call the fire department, and it becomes this whole thing about the fire department using the ladder to bring down the cat. I guess half the video is this rescue operation for the cat. And uh, I mean, not to uh, say anything bad about the cat lovers out there, but this uh, to use that as the premise for this video is a little bit ridiculous. And the guy comes down, he's a hero. He's applauded by the crowd. And in between all of this, we see this old army veteran and not just one we see several sitting bitterly in the shadows thinking of old war scenes and that is confusing i guess it's not as ridiculous as in a big country thing but it doesn't end up being much better and uh, especially given that this is a song about domestic violence it's nowhere to be seen in the song but it can't have been that controversial because we see that in east of eden so they've already used that i guess they wanted to show something else and uh, I guess it's more like the the shadow of the man you can be. And you see this old bitter old guy. And maybe once he was something, now he isn't. But what I when I think back to just a shadow, I think of half the video being this ridiculous cat-saving operation. <laughs> and that just... And that's what I love about it. Yeah. you got to laugh because it's so ridiculous. But uh, in between those shots, there are shots of these old army veterans and feeling bitter and in the shadows and he could have maybe explored that a bit more and be that much more relevant to the song instead of that cat rescuing thing so that, <laughs> that that's just me it's uh it's i i don't know it's definitely not the top video as far as i'm concerned yeah that's fine i i think i think they show those guys just enough i think it was perfect because you can deduce so much about their lives from to me anyway from what they showed and it's that's it's that small yeah. little act that the guy did that's that was meaningful so he's we disagree. Uh, no, he's almost just a catalyst to to get the cops there to do the cat saving operation, and that's all. Because if he hadn't called, what would you've had? You would have the guys just sitting there in the shadows, and they would have had to add more storyline and explore something else. But uh, the old guys become just a catalyst for the save the cats. So that's uh, <laughs> just a shadow. The song should be called Save the Cats. In parentheses, just a shadow save the cats. Why not? 
broken just hearts, a shadow. Relics. It could be. It could be like the feed the people stay alive. He, that could be the tagline. <laughs> feed the just cats. a shadow. Feed the cats. <laughs> you can no, go I, places I, with this. Yeah, I I disagree strongly on that one. I I, I really love the way they show those those old people. Um, do a lot for me and mean a lot. It, it just it tells a big story for me. So. Yeah, all right, well, that's fine. We disagree but, strongly on that one. But, but you can't disagree that half the video is about our cat-saving operation. Well, I think I think the video does lag a little bit when you've got clips of the guy like standing up there and waving to the girl like, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? And the girl's like, I don't know what's happening. And Save, she's the kind of making... Save the cat. Save the cat. What about but, the cats? Will someone please think of the cats? <laughs> right. But I don't mind any of that because, I mean, that maybe detracts from it a little bit. But overall, I think – I don't mind the fact that the cat saving is is crucial to the the video because it's it's that little act of this young guy merging with this world of these old people and he's kind of acknowledging them and helping them out and just that tiny little cat saving act. Um, I I don't know it it touches me it touches I, me. I don't see that acknowledgement. I only see them interacting when he calls the cops in the beginning and then he sits on his own being bitter. I don't think he's even aware that there's no, a cat saving. I don't think I'm not talking about the man, but I'm talking about uh, I'm not talking about the I'm talking about the old woman who we don't we okay. don't actually see them reunited necessarily with a cat, or maybe we do. I can't remember, but um, yeah, the world needs answers. We need a follow up to this cat video. Well, yeah, those two old older people probably aren't around anymore, but uh, yeah, ah, that's that. <laughs> I love the video. I love the video. It's 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 a worthy number three for me. All right. We are almost finished. Number two. 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 Okay, so this is another early one, and uh, I'm going to just say it. Number two for me is Fields of Fire. It's a classic. I think a lot of us have this as, if not top video, then right up there next to to our top video. And uh, there's a, this video has a lot going for it and it would have to beating out uh, such a strong statement as East of Eden and even Fragile Thing which I also hold up there as a very interpretive video and this is another one but on a different level where you see the guy sitting there on the train I think everybody remembers that scene and like that scene in close quarters playing together and when you have a band that's tight in small quarters playing it's always powerful it's always cool and you see the fields literally rolling past outside and you see the steam train charge onto the landscape and in my book you can never go wrong with a steam train it's it's really cool and uh, there's this kind of aside or like parallel to this little kid playing with his train set and when he puts down an obstacle on a train line like the Scottish bagpipe player that appears in the train that Big Country are riding on. And it's kind of implied that this is in the kid's fantasy, perhaps, and he's making this world and they're living it. Um, there, there's a lot of good shots in this video. I think Mark beating a drum with troops marching through thick smoke behind him with horses and cannons in the background. It's, it's fantastic. I, I love that. And it's uh, a lot of First World War type period uh costumes and images of war and all the toy soldiers and uh, I th- I'm not going to say too much on my own perspective. I actually found some uh, quotes from Tony remembering the recording of the Fields of Fire video and he identified that one of the locations used for this video is a place called Stibbington 
just outside Peterborough in England, which uh, at the time was the home of a beautifully preserved steam engine called the Pride of Petersborough, which is the one you see in the video, and also the Wandsford Station. And that's where they shot the scenes of the band performance inside the carriage, going back and forth up and down the track. And uh, the next sequence brought in the first extra, dressed as a piper in full tartan dress, complete with pipes. And his role was basically to stand in the middle of the track with the steam train, just shooting out of the tunnel and stopping just short of his feet. And apparently he was right when he decided to jump out of the way on the second take uh, because the train overshot its marker. So it would have huh. run him down. <laughs> wow. And you see that in the video. He's jumping out, and he was actually supposed to be standing there in the train, stopping perfectly just a few feet away. But that, that's not how it happened. But it gets more dramatic that way, I guess. Huh. Uh, another location used was Cobham, near Guildford in Surrey, uh, which was the location for the fantasy World War One scenes. And that's where you see the band and... 16 extras having to wear the authentic World War One British Army uniforms, complete with backpacks and gas masks and Lee Enford rifles. And they had to charge through 200 yards of thick mud with the hot sun beating down, which Tony described as not easy, but fun. <laughs> I can only imagine. So later, the band had to run about 50 yards with bombs going off left, right and center. And the bombs were special effects controlled by a specialist crew working with the film crew, but they were really quite realistic. And uh, they were also made up later to be the gun crew firing an authentic cannon. And you will see in the video, Stuart was firing, Bruce was corking the breech, and Tony was unloading and loading the shells. Hmm. And uh, they used blank shells, but uh, as Tony says, they still made a lot of noise. So a lot of boom and crash in there. So in between shots... When the extras and band were just waiting around with all the smoke floating around, they, um, th there was this feeling of reality and how terrible it must have been purely because of the set and the extras looked so realistic. So uh, I think you see some of them in these takes in the video when uh, it felt realistic, so they were able to act accordingly. So again, that was one where you see them in certain situations and uh, it just looks really real and real cool. And uh, I guess uh, I've talked long enough about Fields of Fire. I think it's a great, great video and uh, definitely, I think, a lot of our favorites. Yeah, without a doubt. Since I haven't mentioned it yet, you know it's coming soon for me. So, yeah. Okay, so um, that's great. Um, my number two, we've already talked about at length, and that's East of Eden. No more, no reason to say anything more about it. No. Awesome video. Almost my number one. And uh, speaking of number one, one, one. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah, so you will have noticed I didn't say a whole lot about Wonderland earlier, and that's because I saved it a little bit. I don't want you to steal all my thunder. <laughs> so Wonderland is my number one. And uh, it could have been a number of the, the last couple of ones on my list, really, but I ended up putting this one there. And I don't know, this, this video is pure band power. It's the four, standing together playing. And although there's landscapes in other videos here and there. This is the one video that feels more like they actually did it at home. Uh, and I don't know exactly where it was shot, but if someone said, this is Scotland, then yes, I believe it. It looks that way. It feels that way. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, unlike some other videos like 13 Valleys and In a Broken Promised Land, 
uh, which do not feel very Scottish, this one feels that way. So they are in the highlands, in gorgeous landscape, and it's just, it, that, yeah, that feels right. And making videos in cold weather is always interesting. It's not easy, certainly not easy, and especially when it looks like the artist is freezing and not enjoying the process. But this one is not really bad there i'm i'm primarily concerned about Stuart, who's just wearing that thin sweater that you talked about and it must be freezing you see him uh, or you you especially see bruce mark and tony they're all wearing this thick leather coats and uh, but if anything those guys in the coats actually look colder than Stuart. Stuart does not give away that he's freezing and even so they play away and you see bruce just giving it his all and tony's actually smiling and dancing on top of a wintry uh, hill. So it just becomes a very typically good vibe, big country performance. So I, I love that performance. I love the surroundings. And uh, I guess most of us who were around when this video first showed still think of this as big country's version of YouTube's New Year's Day video. I was going to say that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just by being out in the snow, it's kind of a default. But unlike New Year's Day... In this video, we see all the seasons. There's change, and we see some footage of Stuart in a more late summer fall type landscape too, standing there singing. Uh, but he's actually still wearing the same sweater as during the snow, so I suspect trickery, but uh, it, it's fine. And of course, uh, this is one of the band's best songs ever. I actually hold Wonderland to be uh, uh, as much as I like East of Eden. I think Wonderland is a way better song. I, as much as like Fields of Fire, I think Wonderland is uh, not way better, but better song. So I guess that is why I give this the edge over those. Uh, it's it's just one of those for me that it feels right. It's the lads. It's back in the times. It's Scotland. It's very feel good. It's it's I guess the one video that almost always make me smile. I think East of Eden doesn't necessarily make me smile. But it makes me feel impressed, and I'm at awe, and it's it's great entertainment. But Wonderland always has the edge for making me smile. So uh, there's a lot of that going for this video. So that's my number one. Yeah, great, great pick. Uh, it's a great video. It doesn't make it quite as high for me, but uh, it's it's a great it's a great piece. There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've said everything I wanted to say about it, so I won't add to it. Um, my number one. You should know by now. Fields of Fire. And I really had a hard time making, uh, it, deciding whether it was going to be this one or East of Eden because although I I really love East of Eden and the story that's portrayed and just the uh, the amount of artistry that went into that video and can really appreciate it, Fields of Fire had to get the nod for me because it just means so much to me personally. I mean, it was the video that really got me excited about the band as i've said on the first podcast uh, i'll never forget seeing it on friday night videos and and seeing this video and and i knew i knew who big country was at the time and i'd heard in a big country but for some reason that song didn't resonate with me nearly as much as fields of fire did when i saw the video and probably a lot of that had to do with me really relating to that kid because i'd probably just grown out of it at that point but um, not too far removed from my own time of, of playing with soldiers. I used to love to play with soldiers. And mm -hmm. I used to buy these things called HO scale soldiers. And they were these packs of HO scale referred to the size. They were maybe like uh, half an inch tall. And you could buy packs of all kinds of different soldiers representing the German infantry, the British, the Australians from different time periods. I would spend hours setting them up on my bed and I would just – 
craft these giant battles and I would set them up and then I would walk away for a while and then I would come back maybe an hour later and actually have the battle where I would move each guy and fight with fight with the guys and some of them would get shot and some wouldn't live and tanks would come through. So when I saw that setting, I, I was immediately drawn into that and I thought, well, this is interesting. And um, for some reason, World War One has always been uh, – it, it seems kind of almost – ridiculous to talk about a war as as being interested in a certain period of of wars but for some reason world war one always captured my attention i don't know what it is about world war one and it's interesting because i read years later that stewart had that same feeling that he he was always fascinated by world war one and it was such an interesting time because you were getting technology coming into the battlefield but you also had wars being fought with the old ways as well and you just had the advent of tanks and it was just a horrible experience, I'm sure, for the soldiers because of all the things they went through. But for some reason, that particular period, 1917, 1918 of, of the the First World War, always – I found the imagery of that always really interesting, and I could never take my eyes off of it. So we've got that going for it as well. Um, and it's also interesting in that this song was written – I remember reading that uh, both Bruce and Stewart have talked about this song being written based on their own train rides. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce and, and Stewart would be taking the train and they would be talking with, with soldiers who were involved in the Falklands uh, conflict. And they would be asking them questions and talking to them about what they were going through. And that inspired Stewart to write the song to begin with. So I'm wondering if that had anything to do with the fact that some of this video is set on a train. You know, I don't know how much input the band had in the creation of uh, the storyboards around it, but they obviously, you know, okayed it. So, anyway, it's just an interesting side note. But um, yeah, there's just there's so much to love about this video. It's got a great little concept of that you've already mentioned of the boy who's playing, and suddenly what he's playing takes on a life form of its own. And um, you know, it it also brings to light the idea that the band can't really complain too much about the fact that people liken their sound to bagpipes <laughs> when they have like <laughs> such a such a strong force of the actual bagpipes in one of the most in the videos for one of the most popular songs and but man i embrace that so much because i've you know i've been on record and saying that i n- never thought the band should have steered or shied away from that they should have just embraced it um fully and and as, as part of their sound yeah it does sound like the bagpipes it's not a gimmick it's just the way it sounds and there's nothing wrong with that um so I love that. I love the shots of the guys on the train together, as you mentioned, playing. But I think the most powerful moment for me in the video is when the guys run down that that feet, that hill and they come across the actual fighting that's going on. And they look down and they see their doppelgangers. <laughs> they see their, their counterparts who are soldiers fighting. Mm-hmm. And this is another great example, I think, of the guys really doing a, a really good job in, in the acting department. I mean, each each guy looks at the other one, and they recognize each other, and they see each other, and there's kind of a, a mystical thing happening here that um, science fiction fans like me, you know, get a kick out of, and and it kind of connects with something and it's like from these two different worlds colliding and and they actually see each other and they notice each other and that's a really powerful moment for me and i think the guys look great in those uniforms and they look very realistic and believable um so then yeah then you've got the band they they're running back they're running back into the cave and then i think it's kind of cool at the end how 
they're they're going into the little cave and suddenly they actually appear. The bagpiper actually appears in the boy's living room and he gets that that look uh, on his face. And you can only imagine that the band is going to be following closely behind as soon as the the bagpiper comes in and he's just like engulfed in this white light and there's something so powerful <laughs> about it. And I just remember being so struck by that video at the time and and um, where where the rose is sown really put me over the top. And I think. I think I was kind of late getting into the band because it wouldn't it wouldn't be very long after that that Where the Roses Zone would be released as a single and I would start hearing it. But it was that video that really, really drew me into the band. And I just remember wanting to – because back then I, I don't think we had a VCR and obviously there was no internet. So I really wanted to see that video again. And I would I would be watching any type of show that I could see that showed videos, hoping to see the big country video again. And um, I would end up watching that show, Friday Night Videos – I watched it anyway, but I would I would now be watching it, hoping to see not yeah. only any any new Kiss videos, but the new Big Country video, Fields of Fire. So, so that video makes my number one because I, I think it's worthy of number one to begin with, but also because it's it's got such an integral part to play in my fandom of Big Country, and um, it's 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 a video that makes me feel really really good when I watch it and makes me really proud of of being a fan of the band mm. and uh, and that's the main criteria really if it yeah. makes you feel that way then then it works then it then it's 100 percent in my book and it's it's kind of like i said before you can't argue with nostalgia but that doesn't mean it's just nostalgia but when you have that it, it takes you back the thing that it takes you back and it makes you feel like you're that age again yes that is invaluable when you reach our age we kind of need that it's it's our fountain of youth Yep, it it is, and it's yeah. funny because nostalgia was a big, nostalgia was actually a big role in why I liked the video to begin with. I was already a very young kid, yeah, and yet I was still having nostalgia for just a couple years earlier when I was playing with soldiers, and I thought I was still, to be honest, I still wanted to play with them, but I knew that I was probably at an age where I was, it was not going to be looked at as cool that I still played with soldiers. So I, but I still have them actually, and uh, many of them, and I still would bring them out from time to time. But uh, yeah, so nostalgia plays a huge role in all that. Mm. So. So great, good list. I think we did have a, a good bit of overlap. We had a few few areas where we disagreed, but uh, not many. So uh, yeah, interesting lists. Do yeah, we have a final final ranking? We do have a final ranking. You know me well. I know. Uh, this is a little trickier to tally because obviously we have a palette of thirty to choose from. So uh, I don't know. I could mention most of them, but the top choices i'll mention the top five or six because that makes sense so obviously fields of fire makes the top it's it's my number two and your number one that's pretty hard to beat the east of eden comes close behind as does wonderland a little bit further and then we have a trio on a sort of equal fourth which is fragile thing where the rosy zone and harvest home so that's uh, that's our kind of top there that's nice I can yeah. live with all those easily. Yeah, definitely. Well, great. Well, we don't have a ton of time left, but I think it is important that we maybe touch very briefly on some of the videos that we really would put in the opposite list. The other side of the coin. So without without doing our usual uh, dissections of, of something, let's do like a maybe like a rapid fire type of thing on, on some yeah. videos that stand out that we really think just were, <laughs> were embarrassing maybe. Do you have one that is like head and shoulders embarrassing over anything else, or is it more like bits and pieces? I, I got to be honest. I, I I don't have one that just really stands out as being just an abomination. Mm. I mean, it, there there are even for me a lot of it is more about the song that the video is is about is 
chronicling them in the video, but um, there are some that are pretty bad, I think. But uh, <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of people are going to turn to one great thing immediately, and I, I can certainly see why. I, I personally like the the video somewhat for the actual song "One Great Thing." Now, the fact that they actually did a video for that horrible, horrible remix version of "One Great Thing." brings that whole thing down even more um but uh, I, don't, I don't have a huge problem with the actual one great thing video even though it is goofy and whatever obviously it didn't make my list um one that really stood out to me that i was disappointed that in in the quality of this video because i love the song so much is hold the heart mm-hmm. i think i think the hold the heart video is really bad it's um it's very bad effects they were trying for to do with like these green screen effects but it just wasn't working um, like the camera in the background, the image in the background is shaking and it doesn't it doesn't look right. And you've got this cheesy love triangle or something happening, love parallelogram maybe happening <laughs> where this girl walks in. and It looks like she's Bruce's girlfriend and Stuart is sad that she's not with him. And then she's kind of hanging around the practice rehearsal session and just all these dour looks from Stuart. I think that's a really silly video. But I, I guess, you know, the, to answer your question, and this is the last one I'll really mention, but. I guess the one that really stands out to me for various reasons, it's got to be Chance, and it's for the it's for the really unfortunate reason of Stewart's wardrobe choice in that video. Um, if if I may, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> because Chance is definitely on my list there as well. As far as not fortunate videos, I guess is the best thing to call it. And uh, I was actually going to quote your dearest wife there, Joni, who said something that really cracked me <laughs> up. She, she said on the Facebook group that least Faye would have to be the one for chance. Stuart's pants are way too tight. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that's what you had in mind, too. Oh, it's so awkward. For one thing, it's awkward because he does a lot where he's not playing the guitar, and clearly he's not comfortable doing that. And yes. he, never did, he never did it again, as far as I know. So I, so I don't think he liked that experience. But those pants, oh, what were they thinking? How do they – I mean, uh, you know, you guys, you know what I'm talking about. I, I don't want to get too into it, but, you know, we've got, we've got quite uh, the showcase of a certain package there. And <laughs> it just completely takes away from the, the song. And it's, it's a well-shot video in many respects. I mean, it's – you know, there's no storyline that they – it could have been a great storyline video. But it's just a nice little performance piece, but – Man, and when you, when you see him dancing around without a guitar and that those tight, ridiculously tight pants and everything and, that goes along with it is just oh. Yeah. And you know what? I never thought about the pants until I saw Joni's comment. I really didn't. Really? I really wow. didn't. But but I really didn't pay much attention to the video. It wasn't a favorite to begin with. But just yeah. to just to comment on that, I would have thought that the ladies didn't mind it. So <laughs> so I don't get it. It it would kind of be like me watching a Kate Bush video and then complain about her blouse being too tight or something. I mean, that complaint well, we ha- I think we have exist. a exist. Diff- I think we often have a different take on those things in the male species. Are, are you saying that we gravitate towards these things? Because I was just using a random example. And uh, no, I, I I, I'm, think- it's not like I'm obsessing over Kate Bush. It's just yes, ra- you are. Ra- random example. I'm but shocked I- you didn't have Look Away in, the, in your list because we do have at least someone who bears a passing resemblance to Kate in that video. Yeah, well, we could talk a lot about Look Away, but it wouldn't be for the good reasons of being a top 10. <laughs> uh, but but I think what what puts this on my list is uh, this this is the first video they put out there which showcase a, a deeper problem, which is when Stuart doesn't play guitar, whether it's he doesn't have it at all, 
but also when there's parts where he don't play, he does not know what to do with his hands. So he starts waving them in the air. Yes. And you see the same thing in several other videos throughout their career. You see it in King of Emotion. The hand comes up during the verses that are guitarless. And uh, he holds the guitar in one hand, waves the other one about. And it really looks silly. It looks ridiculous. It doesn't. It isn't becoming of him. And it's become a thing for me where I become transfixed. So no matter what else is going on in the video, no matter the location, no matter the song, all I see is that waving hand. Yeah. And see, that's a problem I have with Alone, too, because I think he does it too much in that video. And that one is all right. I, I, I actually didn't notice it too much, which says something, because that's one thing I pick up. Uh, but uh, I think, let's face it, I mean, Stuart is no or was no Jim Kerr who is notorious for just waving both of his hands about. And not just that, but he sways back and forth with his whole body. It looks like he's about to take flight at times. So uh, so that's what happens when he doesn't play guitar. And I really wish they had given Stuart a guitar in this video. That could yeah. also have covered up the other problem. So um, I think um, there, there's, there, there's, yeah, it's not a good one. Yeah, and like the the, the uh, piece in our time videos too. I I think those kind of missed the mark for me. They're they've got nice scenery of Australia, but uh, they're just dull videos to me. Um, I, I'm not going to look at them and say they're terrible by any stretch. But there, there's King of Emotions got some kind of coolness in it, and then it's got a cool effect that was hard to do at the time, where they've got the band playing in a in a um, area, and then in the background you've got these time lapse clouds that are going as they play and. It looks like, and the camera, the camera's panning, and it's matching the camera pan. That that wasn't easy to do back then, so that was kind of a cool effect. But other than that, those videos are very, very forgettable to me. Um, but save save me was the one that I was mentioning. We already talked about this, but yeah, that was just like an overload of of imagery being vomited out on you. And on one hand, you you know the imagery was kind of cool from an effect standpoint, but it got really old. So yeah, oh, it, it totally did. There's nothing that I would say is horrible in their catalog, but just things are varying degrees of awkward or yeah, cheesy. That's it. Awkward and cheesy and things that ruin the old, the overall whole. So King of Motion is such a good example because I actually like the setting. I like the colorful American desert landscape and I like the little the buildings they're playing in. And I also like the the fact that what they're wearing. I think that's wearing. Australia though, isn't it? I think that's an Australian landscape. Oh, is it? Well, it's okay. Yeah. That was okay. those were both shot in Australia. They actually traveled all the way to Australia just to do the videos, and it, I know it. It really angered the Australian fans because they were like, "You come all this way and you just shoot videos." They never played there, so they wanted them to play there. But uh, yeah, that was Australia. That was Australia. <laughs> yeah, and they, they traveled all the way down there, and all we see is that wavy hand in, in King of Emotion. <laughs> and I, I guess uh, he must have been severely lagged, you know, jet lag on the Broken Heart video, because I, I always had a there was something about Stuart that bothers me deeply in that video, where mm. he's either sitting there or leaning against a tree while he picks his guitar, singing and yeah. looking into the air, and that should be fine. But if you look closer, you will actually see that he's not looking wistfully into the distance he is staring with a very stern look into the distance totally mm. stone-faced and the expression is hard so it feels like his mind is elsewhere he's not with the song he's not with the performance and it certainly doesn't look like he's enjoying himself while he is in a gorgeous landscape playing so that is weird and that ruins that video for me yeah interesting yeah never thought about that I have to look at that again i just i just found those videos kind of dull and boring yeah, that panning effect gets old very quickly, doesn't it? 
But there's nothing there's nothing as ghoulish as the sight of Martin Chambers, though. <laughs> yeah, that, for his... that that ghoul Martin Chambers. <laughs> that's going to become a new thing. Man, that's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, I know Stuart waving his arms in the air, and the funny thing is, he waves them like he just don't care. Oh, God, it's it, it's it's time to wrap this up, ladies and gentlemen. So. Yeah, Tom, thank you so much. It's it's great to be back in the swing. It really is. And uh, top 10 lists are always fun. We'll see if we can find something else down the road, but we'll probably do something else first. I don't know what. You don't know what. We don't know what. Maybe we'll have another five or six episodes with interviews, and then we'll have another duo. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I who think knows? we've got a we've got a hit. We've got to hit an al- another album here soon. So we'll have to figure out when we're going to do that and what it's going to be. Yeah, we'll get to that. But for now, yeah, for now, we'll wrap up our top 10 video list. That's it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I know it's kind of difficult to hear to listen to this if you're if you're not familiar with the videos. But uh, yeah, kind of talking about something visual is always uh, a challenge, isn't it? We're sitting there talking about the visual thing. Yeah, it is. And I know probably a lot of some of these anyway that we mentioned people might not have seen in a while. So maybe if nothing else, maybe it'll inspire you to go back and watch some of these old videos again. So, yeah. uh, and pick up the Ultimate Collection on DVD if you don't have it. You'll get most yeah. of these videos there. It is available on Amazon, I think. So um, it's not rare as of yet, but in a world of big country, you better strike while the iron is hot. Yeah, exactly. And now that we talk about this, everybody will want one. So get yours now. <laughs> yes, very good promo. All right, so that does it for this episode. Thanks again for, every, for uh, listening and for sticking with us. I know that we've been uh, having longer breaks lately, but... Unfortunately, that's just uh, that's just the breaks. <laughs> we're, we're very busy. We're trying to work as many of these in as we can. So uh, we, we will hopefully have another one here pretty soon. But um, just stay with us on Facebook. We like to keep the discussion going there. And uh, if you haven't joined our Facebook page, please go there. Facebook.com. Search for The Great Divide Podcast. Email us at bigcountrypodcast at gmail.com. And we will be back next time. Whenever that is. Ciao. Get right to the stage of the Tower Theater as King Biscuit presents Big Country.